Warning! The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 5, titled Lotus 123. I swear to God, it it sounds like I'm doing a damn mic check. (laughs) Anyway, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, lots to talk about here. Uh, First and foremost, we got uh, more stuff going on on the Philip and Elizabeth agricultural storyline on multiple fronts. Uh, So first off, with the Defector household, uh, the wife announces that she's getting a job, uh, she's getting an interview at the Department of Agriculture, uh, where the Defector husband works, and she is applying as a teacher of Russian. So... She does that, she applies for that, she gets the job, Uh, so now there's two members of the Defector family in the Department of Agriculture, which is an interesting development, to say the least. Uh, Also, Philip and Twan play catch and uh, spot cars that might be surveillance, or maybe they're just paranoid. That's a whole thing. That's all fun. But... That is not the big deal. The big deal here is the massive bombshell we get uh, from Philip and Elizabeth continuing to go back and forth to Topeka. Philip's continuing to seduce his boring source. Elizabeth is seducing her exciting source. Uh, And we get some good moments of seduction, some good moments of manipulation on that. But this all leads to Elizabeth and her source by the fire, making s'mores. And Elizabeth's like, hey, so what do you do? Getting into the nitty gritty. And the guy's like, well, uh, I'm trying to save the world. Uh, He says jokingly. And he starts to detail his work with, uh, with crops. And he says, yeah, so we're trying to develop wheat. We're we're trying to develop crops that can resist, like, any pest, any, anything, and just be, like, really strong and resilient. We're developing super wheat. Basically. We're developing wheat that eats its Wheaties. (laughs) And. Obviously. This. Causes Elizabeth to be like. Wait what? And she presses further. And he starts explaining that. uh, They're bringing in like. The worst of the worst pests. A.K.A. the midges. And we're testing them 
on crops just to see how resilient they are on we're breeding the greatest wheat ever so that no one, uh, not even third world countries, will starve ever again. I will remind everyone that the reason for this operation being in existence is because the center thought that America was poisoning the Soviet Union's crops. Yeah! So... They effed up. They effed up big time. The center got it literally as wrong as they possibly could have gotten it. And all of this, turns out, was a gigantic misunderstanding. So Elizabeth goes home and tells Philip all this, like... Hey, so you know how we've been targeting this operation about, uh, <laughs> about Americans tampering with Soviet crops? Yeah, uh, <laughs> funny story about that. Uh, turns out they're doing the exact opposite of that, and we could not have gotten this more wrong. Now, remember, a couple episodes ago, uh, we saw Philip and Elizabeth kill a dude over this. So they just killed a dude for basically no reason. And this, of course, weighs very heavily on Philip. And immediately he's just like, uh, I'm gonna go over to John's. I, 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 I'll go over to John's. It's, it'll be fine. <laughs> like, he is destroyed over this. And just sort of, like, just sort of reeling over this horrific, horrific mistake. All of this, by the way, while, and this was happening in the last episode and I totally forgot to mention it. All of this while Philip is remembering more events of his childhood. Uh, his father... Bringing home food and stuff. And he's trying to sort of connect those... Connect those dots in his past. Uh, that he previously never thought about. Going to ask to... Get some advice on uh, parents and all that. Relationship with... Parental figures. And all that. So, yeah. This took a turn. To say the least. Oops. <laughs> I'm just going to write in as a description for this episode. Oops in all caps. <laughs> that that will be a thing and I will be very happy about it. Way more happy than I should be. I am very proud of myself for just now thinking to make the description of this episode just all caps. Oops. <laughs> Uh, we also got some stuff happening with Paige, so Paige is starting to sort of have some doubts about her relationship with Matthew, which is putting it mildly. Paige basically says, 
Yeah, so, um... I'm not really... Happy? Like I thought I would be? With Matthew? I'm kinda, like, still... I kinda still have this horrible feeling all the time. Probably because my parents are Russian spies and want me to stop dating this dude. But, yeah, I guess I'm just meant to be alone. A and I love the moment where Paige drops that bombshell of, like, I guess I'm meant to be alone. While she's having this dinner with Philip. And then she just walks away. And Philip's like, Uh... <laughs> Does not compute. Father brain, not ready for this. <laughs> not ready for daughter self-loathing. And she even tells Matthew, like, eh, I don't know how to do this. So, the Paige-Matthew relationship, now working out so great. But hey, at least one of the Jennings kids' lives is going well. So, Philip and Elizabeth have their meeting with Henry's math teacher. And they find out that it's not because Henry's failing. Uh, in fact, the exact opposite. It's because Henry is... A freaking savant, apparently. Apparently, like, he's the greatest math student to ever math student. And they're like, hey, uh, so, let's move him up to the next level. Like, let's rush him into Algebra 2. And then they leave the meeting, and they're like, what just happened? Did Henry? Henry is a freaking genius? What? <laughs> like, they are just stunned. They do not know how to handle this. And they're like... I thought he spent all his time playing games on the computer. How is he? How? And they go home and they're like, hey, so, um, we just talked to your teacher. Apparently you're really smart. That's cool. And Henry basically has like this uh, moment of just like, Oh, you just assumed I wasn't smart because Paige is the smart one. Blech. And I just kind of blab out the whole thing. Basically, Henry's gone full teenager. <laughs> you don't understand me, Dad! <laughs> uh, so yeah. Henry's apparently smart. Who knew? Uh, we also got some stuff in Stanland. Well, first off, Stan's, like, having some difficulty with this one operation. Uh, they're trying to sidestep the Residentura and, uh, get some Russian operatives to talk, uh, to flip on the Residentura, and they're not having any luck. And Stan's boss is basically laying out to him and Adderholt, so... We're gonna do all this. Uh, it's a low likelihood of success, but we're basically just gonna give him a headache. And both Stan and Adderholt are just like, what the hell? 
What are we do- Why are we even doing this? And I love the exchange of dialogue between Stan's boss and Stan of like, if nothing else, it'll make the Russians busy and irritated. Well, we're sort of busy and irritated. That's a good joke. <laughs> it's this excellent, like, very witty, very scathing exchange of dialogue. Uh, but also, while this is happening, Stan's, like, going out with Renee a bunch. And he's really happy about the whole Renee situation. They're going to movies with Matthew. They're having drinks with Adderholt. Uh, they're lying in bed talking about Stan's affair and about Stan's work. A lot of Stan talk. And Philip, when watching them, comes up with the idea, Hey, so, um... We've been giving the center a lot of reports about... Stan being divorced and vulnerable. And he and Renee have been seeing a lot of each other. She just sort of came out of nowhere. What if she's one of us? And Elizabeth brushes this off immediately. It's just like, no, that's insane. But Philip's like, I don't know. And... Uh, he tails Renee for a bit and finds nothing, but he's just sort of iffy on the whole thing. Like, is Renee one of us? Or is everything all good and just as it seems? Uh, so now we have a big question mark upon the relationship of Stan and Renee. Uh, we got some Oleg stuff. Oleg's doing a few things in this episode. So first off, uh, he talks to that one distributor guy. And unfortunately, his partner does bring up the son in Afghanistan against Oleg's worries, against Oleg's concerns. And the guy's just like, we, ha- we know you have a son in Afghanistan. We can make his life easier. And, of course, this goes exactly how you expect. Basically, he's just like, screw you, asshole, and leaves. So then they're just left sitting there like, huh? I mean, I guess we could wait for him to change his mind. Okay, we're done here. Cool. Good work, everybody. Uh, Also, Oleg's parents set up multiple blind dates for him. Which is very awkward. To say the least, Oleg just sort of comes home and there are three women sitting at the table who made food for him. And then Oleg takes his father aside and is like, hey, asshole, stop interfering in my life. I'll find my own dates. And the father's like, how could you say this? And just sort of walks away pissed. So that was a bit of an awkward situation. Uh, Also, Oleg goes to meet the CIA guy. And said CIA guy does not show. So, I can't talk. Presumably, Stan's whole gambit of saying, you leave Burroff alone 
or I will go public with what I know about the Vlad stuff. I will go public about the Bureau kidnapping and killing an innocent person just because Russian. And you'll have to deal with that whole scandal. Uh, presumably, that gambit has worked. Presumably, that gambit has paid off, and the CIA is laying off Oleg. But Oleg doesn't know that. He just sort of sits there for a bit, and then it's like, well, guess they're not coming, and leave. And then there's Misha, who, upon arriving in America, contacts that phone hub place, uses Irina's code for an emergency meeting with Philip. This goes to Gabriel and Claudia, and they're like, ooh, uh, yeah. Well, we should probably do something about this, because there's like 15 million reasons why this is bad. First off, there's the obvious. Uh, he could destroy Philip's entire operation. He could destroy Philip's entire cover. Second, uh, Philip sees his son. He might kind of waver, especially since they locked him up for saying bad things about the war in Afghanistan. Like, there's just a bunch of things that can go wrong here. So Gabriel now has to sit down with Misha and basically say, Hey, I mean, I know you came all this way to see your father. You came basically halfway around the world. But too bad you can't see him. It's too risky. Uh, it's impossible. Bye. And this is so painful. It's such a painful moment because Misha came so far and this whole subplot this whole subplot of Misha traveling to see his father really is just this extraordinary reminder of just how much this operation has cost Philip just how much this whole stay in America this whole business of being an illegal just how much that has cost him. It's cost him seeing his family. It's cost him watching his son grow up. It's cost him an entire life. And yes, he gained a lot from it. He gained a wife. He gained two arguably better children. But... <laughs> but he has lost a lot as well in this. And we got that reminder... A couple seasons ago with Elizabeth, uh, when she had that whole thing of, uh, of her mother dying. But we hadn't gotten that, that horrible reminder with Philip, That level of scathing reminder. And that's what this subplot was. And you get the other side of it, of Misha not knowing his father, not knowing... What the hell happened to him? Not knowing what's going on with this whole operation in America. And just being like, yeah, I'm I'm going to see him. And then being told, no. This is too risky. Go back home. So this is a father and son being separated for the son's entire life. Them getting so close to reuniting. 
And then the son basically being told, F off. You've never known your father. You're still not going to know him for an indefinite period of time. And you hear it in his voice, in his broken English. I want see father. And Gabriel, like, straining to try and tell him, like, no, you can't. And Misha being told, like, we can't do this. You did all this trek for nothing. We'll get you back home. It's okay. But of course, it's not okay. This was Misha's best chance to meet his father. This was Philip's best chance to meet his son. And without Philip even knowing it, that's what makes this the most painful, is that Philip never even knew about it. It never affected him in any way. But still, they got so close, and then that got taken away from both of them. Like, it's so painful. It's a really scathing subplot that I absolutely adore and think is incredibly, incredibly underrated. It's so, so good. Uh, But anyway, pretty good episode, to say the least. (laughs) Pretty, pretty decent episode with, like, Several bombshells in there. So yeah. <laughs> There's that. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button. On the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there, or if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 6. Talk to you then. Hey, television archive, great show, great show. I like the consistency, I like the work. Uh, like I said, me and my wife are listening to a few of your shows and we like what we're hearing. Uh, keep up the good work and don't stop. Uh, this is Wilder Sports Talk Show and more. You know, we got nothing but love and respect to you guys. Enjoy, guys, enjoy. Hey, man, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, I always do appreciate hearing positive feedback. Mostly because I'm a huge narcissist. (laughs) Uh, No, in all seriousness, uh, I really do appreciate you calling in. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to this and to give that feedback. I am not worthy, my friend. I am not worthy in any way. But I'll accept it. Uh, If you would like to send in similarly positive feedback or negative feedback, I don't discriminate. I'll take what I can get. Uh, just call in via the Anchor app. It's really so simple. Just open it up, hit a button, record your thing, send it in. Boom, boom, boom. It happens in no time at all. Uh, and I will play your message on the show like I played that little gem 